Now, the Catholic Diocese of Killaloo has begun a process of reflection, prayer, discernment and conversation to enable informed decisions to be made about the future structures of the parishes, pastoral areas and diocese. This uh, whole process has been kick-started by the dramatically falling numbers of clergy and those attending churches, along with other challenges. For more on this, we are joined in studio by the Bishop of Killaloo, Fintan Monaghan. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alan. And thank you uh, very much uh, for coming in. Um, Lots to get through. Um, I suppose it is something we've touched on with you before, the issues facing the church and the diocese as well and kind of where you go from here. And it looks like you're at least addressing that and trying to get some answers and possible solutions. You've had, there's a number of these uh, conversations. You've had a few and there's more to go. In terms of, has your your feeling about the future of the diocese changed after the, the initial conversations? I think you said there's been four of them and there's 11 more. Yeah, well, I suppose it's a conversation that has been going on for the last 25 years in, in the diocese and there's been a gradual, I suppose, erosion of the, uh, I suppose, participation and activity and uh, people are very concerned about it uh, and we we really feel that we're at a crisis point at this time now in terms of the structures that we have were set up for a time when we had, you know, 134 churches in the diocese and we had a huge number of clergy and a massive amount of participation but now post-Covid and post-secular Ireland, post-Christian Ireland you could almost say we're in a very different space than, than where we were even 20 years ago and it's it's evolving rapidly and uh, we're just at a point now where there's so few clergy uh, so few participating in churches we're just uh, we're really seriously looking at the structures and we wanted people to be um, adequately consulted in relation to that and to get ideas and stimulate thinking and uh, try and come up with some new approaches, new ideas. So we've had four meetings already and we've presented a fairly radical model of, of change to people. Uh, people are very realistic. They realise that things can't stay, stay the same uh, and we do have to change our structures. Uh, so we're throwing out the ideas and every pastoral area is different. For mm. example, we're going to be in Kilrush uh, tomorrow and that is so different. Uh, we had a meeting in, in the Abbey Pastoral Area in Ennis here last week and the urban scene is so different to the, the rural scene and we'll be back back in, in uh, West Clare then uh, the following week in Koshariga, which is uh, the Loop Head Peninsula. So we're trying to look at things perhaps differently, you know, in the urban and look at how things are in the rural and maybe come up with different solutions perhaps. What kind of potential solutions have been mooted or floated so far in terms of trying to ease the pressure on the, 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 the ageing clergy? I mean, they must feel... Uh, you know, like they are under significant pressure because it, it must, there isn't the manpower there to help them out. And when I use the phrase manpower, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss gender in just a moment. But uh, what measures have been mentioned so far? Sure. Well, in, in terms of, of gender, we're so fortunate that we've had 24 new lay ministers, the vast majority of whom are women, that have been doing fantastic work on, on this International Women's Day. Uh, we salute the, the great work that they've been doing. Uh, and uh, they were commissioned last year uh, and they've been a great boost and a great injection into the whole system and that has been hugely helpful. But I suppose the most radical solution that has been put forward and it's been presented in two of the big uh, meetings that we had was perhaps to uh, amalgamate all of the parishes uh, in the pastoral area to make one single parish. 
Now, I suppose uh, the idea behind that is that it would reduce administration, uh, uh, confine the administration to one particular area. But the fear there would be that the parish identity <clears throat> that is so strong in the Irish psyche, so linked in with GA, uh, I suppose, as well, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of the history that is there going back. Yeah. And people have a great sense of identity with that. But in perhaps amalgamating parishes, that's one of the most radical decision made in relation to it, it would, I suppose, reduce the administration uh, and leave us more open to concentrate on the pastoral mission uh, evangelisation, um, building community in a genuine way and you'd have communities within communities. So that's a very radical proposal that is made and people have been looking at it and wondering are we ready for that? We already have moved to a, a pastoral area structure in 2018 with co-PPs and shared responsibility. So maybe in the end of this consultation, maybe somewhere in between uh, is where we'll, we'll end up but um, we're, we're, we're at least discussing it and trying to address it and look at it and uh, see how radical we need to go in, in terms of what changes need to be made. I suppose, look, at least you're being realistic and, and, and an amalgamation of parishes, would that, if that happens, would, that, would it then follow that that would lead to some churches closing down? And would that be necessary because... I would imagine the significant costs associated with running a church. Well, that's it. The whole thing of uh, the, I suppose, bureaucratic age that we live in and administration and the whole thing of compliance in the area of public liability and GDPR and financial regulations and all of that. And I suppose the bottom line for any church will be if they can't pay the public liability uh, insurance, uh, it obviously can't open. And you're looking at the experience of other European dioceses and in America, for example, in Boston, they had to amalgamate parishes. They did have to close churches. That may be the case way down the line here in Ireland. But people do have a great sense, and I'm getting this at the meetings, their sense of loyalty to parish, their sense of love of parish, and uh, even people people that maybe ought to be practising the faith you know they will come back at times of, of funerals, times of uh, sacred rites of First Communion, uh, you know, all of the, the various different important and key events in their life and they have a great sense of loyalty to that. Uh, and I've seen it in a number of areas, uh, if you take for example Oatfield in, in uh, East, East Clare where that was uh, due for closure but the local people got together and made huge efforts to get heritage grants and keep it open and uh, uh, try and work out alternative ways to, to do that. So as I say where there's a will there, there is a way and people and ga- gathering have a great sense of that loyalty to parish uh, but that too is evolving and changing mm. with migration of people and more urbanisation and, and all of that but we do have to be realistic in, in the end of the day. You, you mentioned and we are extensive covering International Women's Day today on the show and you mentioned, you know, that there are female celebrants and I'm sure like lay people carrying out services as well. But can you see a day, and perhaps it is coming sooner rather than later, given, you know, just the the, the micro level example of the Killaloo Diocese, but we could spread this out further to the Catholic Church around the world, um, that there will be a need or a day when we see female priests? I suppose in in the synodal pathway time that we're in, uh, these uh, number of years now, uh, Pope Francis has asked us to consult widely on different aspects of of the church. All of those, uh, you know, the structures, the way we do things, who's involved, who is uh, um, uh, ministering and all of that, all of that is is being debated, discussed, analysed at the moment and uh, we're open to, you know, we've already 
um, about 20 new ministers that are, are women and have been doing fantastic work and they've been so well received in, in relation to the work that they've been doing in the pastoral areas and in catechesis and all of that and, and that's a huge step for us and uh, you know it's it's the start of, 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 of a long pathway uh, please God that will in, ensure I suppose better involvement of everybody and that's the whole point of the synodal pathway that we're in what we're doing at the moment is looking at structures which isn't really, uh, I suppose, looking at uh, changing the, the way we do things in terms of doctrine or in terms yeah, of okay. who's involved. Uh, but all of that is part of the mix that is going on, both in these conversations that we have and the synodal pathway that we have uh, going on these number of years. The, these kind of conversations, I mean, you're talking about, you know, serious issues facing the church, you know, f- f- dwindling numbers, uh, pressure on priests, ageing priests, um, possible amalgamations of parishes and so on. I mean, all of that, it would be understandable if yourself and others involved in the church or the diocese were kind of, you know, downbeat about the situation. But in in a way, can all of this be turned into a positive? Have you been heartened by the conversations, the solutions being mooted and those involved in engagement are... I'm sure are passionate about seeing the church continue. Are you taking a glass half full approach to all of this? Well, very much so. I, I, the, the Christian message is one of indomitable hope, and uh, and and that you know people that do believe and have a genuine sense of the faith would would have to be hopeful people. And I'm getting a huge sense of that in the parishes that uh, and pastoral areas that I'm going around to. People's deep love of the faith, the tradition that they're coming from, and their desire to to keep that alive and keep that going. And people are so strong in their approach to that. So absolutely, it'd be very very hopeful that. And we just have to evolve and change mm. and you look at the history of the way things have, have gone over the past 2,000 years and you look at the marvellous abbeys that are all around our diocese and the changes that took place to move from a monastic system to a diocesan system and whatever changes that will take in the modern world, we'll keep that hope alive and that faith alive which is so strong and important to us all. Okay, well we wish you all well with the remainder of the, the 11 conversations and uh, in terms of what direction it goes in. The Bishop Killaloo Finton Monaghan, pleasure having you in studio as always. Thank you and a happy International Women's Day and also a happy Feast of St. Senan uh, on this day very important to our diocese and God bless to all the listeners. Thank you very much.